All right, we are back. It's two TV sports, the Tosh and Cherry podcast. We got playoff football this week, last week, the whole next month. Let's get it, Jerry. We got the college football playoff. We got NFL playoffs. We're here to break it all down for you guys. What a time in sports to be watching. I can't wait to talk to you today, Jerry. Yes, sir. It's been a nice holiday break for us here, but back in time for playoffs. Um, Speaking of it, let's get into the college football playoff. I noticed that Michigan was plus seven and a half at halftime. Grabbed that. Nice little winner there. Uh, Another second half team, even though they lost the game. Tosh, I guess let's start with TC. Were you surprised that they pulled off the upset? I am surprised in a, in a way that TC pulled off the upset because Michigan, I mean, they were supposed to be the better team. TCU's been barely getting by in the Big 12. They lost to Kansas State, who we saw was super fraudulent against Bama. They got absolutely smacked by Bama. Uh, TCU's play, been playing close games against mediocre teams all season. All, all their, season. Their quarterback can't really throw. Their defense, uh, while they played hard, is does not have the size, does not have the elite-level talent that uh, some of these SEC defenses have. So I kind of thought Michigan would roll. Uh, they were huge favorites. But I also, Jerry, and you know this, I was never fully bought in the Big Ten or Michigan. I thought it was ridiculous they had two teams in the playoffs. So – I can't say that I'm super shocked that Michigan laid an egg and Jim Harbaugh laid an egg in a big game again. We've seen this time and time again with Harbaugh. Um, So I think Michigan overrated. TCU played well. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with really anything you said there. Um, Absolutely right with TCU playing all those close games in the Big 12. Uh, I, I mean, to your point about the Big 12 being overrated, the teams coming out there, Ohio State did put up a good fight, and we'll get to that game in a little bit. Uh, on your Harbaugh point, yeah, I agree. I saw he was talking. I guess the reporting is now that he's looking at NFL jobs and he's projected to leave Michigan if he gets offered one. Um, yeah, what I mean, getting the playoff if you're Michigan isn't enough. And losing the last six bowl games, how does that help your program? It really doesn't. Um, yeah. Like they have nothing to show for under the Harbaugh Hammond, like a, like a football championship, the college football cha- uh, playoff made. Like, is that what you want for Michigan? No. Like, your ultimate goal is to win it all. And so I, I mean, the, the hard part is though, what do you do if you're Michigan? You don't, there's nobody out there really who's going to be better than him to bring in. So I think you're in a tough spot where you, if you're Michigan, you have to hold on to him, even though, you know, he hasn't gotten over that final hump. So it's yeah. still I mean, I think last year, Michigan getting to the point they did losing to Georgia, beating Ohio state was a good step. And then you kind of expect them to take another step this year. They were playing a team, as I said, that I don't think it's all that great. Um, they're supposed to have a great five-star quarterback in JJ McCarthy coming in. Uh, they benched the cat Cade McNamara who took them to the playoffs last year. Yep. They ran the table. They crushed Ohio state in Ohio state. Like this was supposed to be the year where they at least take another step and get to the national championship. Um, and I think the biggest problem with this team, which I've thought for a while, is J.J. McCarthy is just not that good. Like, he, he makes a lot of mistakes. He, throws, he does throw some nice passes, but overall, the consistency level is just not there. Yep. He's not on the same level as C.J. Stroud, as Caleb Williams, as Bo Nix, as some of the best quarterbacks in college football. Yep. So, um, Harbaugh probably helps Bo Nix is in his like, seventh season, but anyways. That's true. But when you're working in 
what is now like the college football reality of basically you just got to get like transfers and good a good quarterback in there. Like I think Harbaugh over he he basically thought JJ McCarthy was better than he was, and he kind of cost him this game. He threw two pick sixes, like put up zero points in the first quarter, six yeah. points in the second quarter. Like you can't do that if you're a five star recruit playing for Michigan trying to take them to the Natty. Like that's just not good enough. And I thought that would, that was the case with JJ McCarthy. I thought we'd see it against Georgia and not against TCU. Yeah. Um, now that you mentioned Georgia, I do want to take it there. Cause I thought they were going to put the hurt on Ohio state. Um, I'm actually surprised that Ohio state covered, kept it close. That game was, I mean, by far the best one that I've watched this year, the Tennessee Georgia game was a disappointment. Um, I think Ohio state and Georgia inarguably over delivered <laughs> back and forth the entire way. Um, I, what I was most surprised about in that game is that Ohio state was able to move the ball that well <laughs> against Georgia's uh, supposedly vaunted defense. Like that's unbelievable. I, I mean, I don't know if they were, they, they shouldn't have been caught off guard after a month of preparation by Ohio state with Stroud at QB. Um, but it seems like they kind of were like, they didn't have a solid game plan to slow them down. Uh, which I found a little bit disturbing. I hope, you know, and I think that Georgia's going to put the hurt on TCU, but I also thought they were going to put the hurt on Ohio state. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the the main thing that I took away in that game is Ohio state's receivers are, are just, they're so good, especially inside on turf. Those guys are so quick and athletic. Yeah. So super hard to stay with them. And then CJ Stroud, um, I don't think I don't think he had a rushing touchdown all year. Let me check that. But um, I'm pretty sure no ru- rushing touchdowns all year. Yeah, yep. zero rushing touchdowns all year. Forty-seven attempts, 108 yards. I mean, I know that's like down, not inflated because of the sack numbers, but there was basically I'm looking at it right now. He had two games this year where he had positive rushing yards, um, and. And I thought he was moving well against Georgia. I didn't see that uh, coming. I kind of thought he'd be a statue in there uh, and get sacked a lot. And that didn't really happen. He was moving in pocket well. He was hitting Harrison and Buka. So I think that uh, Ohio State showed that their offense was legit. But once again, as I was worried about with Ohio State the whole season, their defense isn't very good. And when it came down to getting stops, they couldn't stop Stenson Bennett. Like they just couldn't get a stop. Ryan day doesn't know what he's doing on the defensive end. Um, and I give him, I, I, I give props to Stenson Bennett cause he battled back. I thought they were dead. And, uh, you have a guy who's took- been there for seven years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, Stenson Bennett. I mean, I know we, we both collectively had been pretty down on him prior to last year's championship run. Um, he is the, newest latest version of aj mccarron <laughs> from those bama teams years ago um he's going for the back-to-back championships kind of just holding it forward down with this incredible or supposedly incredible defense after the ohio state performance yeah, uh, we, yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna make the, the big mistake though to kill you like you like you've been mentioning um we've McCarthy. seen georgia's defense though get a little bit exposed at times like i'm not saying they they've, they've been run up and down on like ohio state's defense but after the Ducks game, like I kind of thought this would be an all-time defense again. Um, but then you saw yeah. some teams moving the ball on them, like Missouri and Kent State and even like LSU. So I'm not totally surprised that Ohio State moved the ball. Um, I am, though, a little bit surprised at how well the 
they did that. Um, but yeah, Stenson just, uh, he's, he's kind of, to me, he's a little bit above the AJ McCarron levels now. Like I thought that's what he was, but he's shown in big games to like be moving around, throwing dimes, like yep. stepping up. Um, so I didn't really see that coming out of Stenson Ben a few years ago when I was ripping him when he sucked. Yeah. But, uh, but well, it's like now. I like to play the game. Like, if you put another quarterback on that Georgia team, would they have similar results? And I think the answer is yes. I think I think Stetson Bennett. A lot of it is a product of the team around him, coaching, recruiting. I would agree, but I also think like if you put JJ McCarthy on that team, I don't think they win that game. No, I agree with you. The experience to a point, like definitely, is a benefit. But I think like it's you can't compare really like a fifth or sixth year quarterback to a rookie freshman coming or freshman coming in. So it's like it, yeah. I think all things equal. If you took a fifth year and fifth year or whatever, you know, as long as they're somewhat comparable to Bennett, I don't think the results that much different, especially if you've played in those big games before, like Bennett has, like, obviously this is like stacking cards against Bennett. Um, but I think if you give a lot of quarterbacks, a similar situation, similar resume, similar time to prepare with the same team, especially going through it last year, I don't think Bennett really is the key difference maker. I think a lot of other quarterbacks would learn in that system to limit the turnovers rely on your defense, do what you need to do in that situation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. How about, how about, uh, before we talk about this, this national championship game, uh, I did want to touch on our ducks. Jerry, uh, got a nice full win. Wasn't pretty, but got the dub another 10 win season, 10 win season for Dan Lanning. Um, great way to start the season off or start his tenure off. Had a few bad losses. Bo Nix hurt. He's coming back. We're adding some pieces of defense. How are you feeling about the Ducks in 2023? So, good question. Let's get this, you know, off the bat first. You care way more about the Ducks than I do. You're way more plugged in. You're way more optimistic, usually, on the Ducks uh, than I am. Um, What I want to kind of throw out there is, like, does this win mean anything? And I would say no against UNC. Like, as... If I take a step back and I'm not a Ducks fan and I'm just kind of a fan of college football, like I don't think that this win really translates to anything going into next season. Maybe a couple more recruits, you know, take the visit and eventually do commit. Um, I don't really know that it helps Dan Lenning that much with this win. I think you have to start over from ground zero next year, even though you have Bo Nix and a couple of people returning. Like you still have to go through all of that. They're going to, Oregon as on brand is going to have one or two huge losses, keep us out of the playoff. <laughs> and like, it's the same story over and over until we can get to the college football playoff in advance. Like we went to the college football playoff once, haven't been back. And you know, the Herbie years are disappointing until we can actually build on something sustainably and keep a coach for more than four years. <laughs> like, I don't really believe in this ducks team doing much um, because they haven't, they always lose that crucial game where that game on the road to Arizona that they're not expected to lose or up in Washington state. Um, and we call, we pulled yeah, the our ass this but, season too, and I know we got the ten wins, but like this team did not really inspire me. Like, yes, they put up a lot of points and they pulled away in the games that they, you know, didn't have trouble with. But like, I'm not seeing. This yeah, season. I think that's also though if you're looking at it through a like playoff lens, kind of. Which that's I our, just... at, or at University of Oregon, that's goal or bust. It's not like win big. T- it's not win yeah. In a See, diluted Pac-12 like conference, <laughs> the goal that's is to where win. I kinda, that's kind of where I disagree, though. I just I don't really see the playoff as a realistic goal. Um, sure, like Chip Kelly, when he had Chip Kelly, he made a few runs, 
yeah or two runs basically but that i think that was more of an outlier i think um the goal for ducks fans should be to win the pack 12 and go to the rose bowl and anything more than that is like a huge cherry I on feel top. like that just like like college football hell purgatory where it's like if you don't make that then you're in some random bowl that you don't care about like this yeah. year i was just saying like i don't know if this win means anything like what does it mean to win this bowl like to me nothing uh, like it caps yeah. off a good season you know we had i'm not saying we didn't have a good season we did but it's like if we're not striving to be in the conversation with georgia's bamas michigan's ohio states which is like what we've been trying to do the last five years which like i'm all for trying to do and if you don't get there like make some change make improvements i think landing is off to a good start i just don't think that this bowl game is like the diving board up to that next level i think you have to like keep stacking yeah. recruiting classes and like keep getting better and like Obviously, Bonix is going to be gone after next year. So it's like, get the, a five-star, four-star uh, quarterback in there with a solid defense. Like, I think that's what Landing's trying to do ultimately. I just don't think, like, this is the springboard this year. I think we're still, like, a year or two away. Like, two years away. Yeah. Not a year. I, I think the, I think the, once the playoff expands to 12 teams, that'll open it up for teams like the Ducks. But I think as, as for next year with the 14 playoff, there's, yeah. I, I just, I, I wouldn't even, I don't even think about, I wouldn't even we don't think have about the making the playoff. Or the class right now to do it. Like, we just yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it, don't. it's just, we're not, we're not a playoff team. So I don't even, I'm not even going to think about that. But I think next year, the Pac-12 is going to be stacked. It's going to be a really fun conference. You got USC, Caleb Williams returning. You got Michael Penix at Washington, 11-win season yeah. returning. Another 80-year starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got Bo Nix coming back. You yeah. got hopefully Cam Rising at Utah will be back. You got Deion I'm with Sanders. you on the Pac-12 being an underrated conference, especially with USC and UCLA's away move overshadowing them. Uh, people every year, I think, sleep in the Pac-12 because we beat up on each other. Um, and which ultimately like hurts the conference. That's my thing. It's like with the Big Ten, it's like the Big Ten has like two games all year that matter. It's like yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, and then it's like a random Penn State, win- Ohio State game that yeah. always wins. Yeah, exactly. It's like how boring is that? Like at least with the with the Pac-12, like you got Dillingham at ASU, like that's going to be interesting. Yep. You got U- U- USC, UCLA. You got DJ Uyungle going to Oregon, Oregon State. And Oregon State's good, too. I mean, we blew that game to Oregon State. I don't, really, I don't really want to talk about that. But that's, the Pac-12 is loaded with good, fun, competitive teams. And it's it's a great watch all season. But ultimately, it's detrimental to, not, like, all of the schools, you know, not advancing to that next step. Like, USC didn't make the playoff because they lost in the Pac-12 championship game to Utah. Like, it is very competitive, which makes it fun. But fun isn't the goal. Winning the championship yeah. is the goal, which yeah any Pac-12 has done so I, and I don't know if that's style of football geographic location recruiting wise you would think Los Angeles especially would be able to attract as many people as they could you know like under the Pete Carroll regime in USC when they did yeah. and so it's I like mean, you'd think that's what they've been USC. trying to do too it's not just the Ducks right it's it's USC as well that's trying to stack these classes and build and I think um, you think USC will be a, a playoff contender for a while at this point yeah, like well, they might not get in every wild, year yeah. but Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be there and then the ducks will be around and then you're going to have potentially Washington in the mix, maybe OSC this year, but yep. uh, it'll be a fun conference. Um, all right. Anything else college related or should we uh, move over to the NFL? No, I just, I didn't see that me getting this passionate in an anti or pro ducks kind of way, but I'm glad we took it here. I could air my qualms about the uh, pack 12. I'm more than happy to move over 
uh, to the NFL, kind of my, more so yeah. my part of Ducks football. Yeah, well, we all uh, we are we're all thinking about uh, Var Hamlin on the Bills. Hopefully, that man heals up. I think. Hope. I mean, you're hearing a little bit of positive news, I guess, in the recent uh, few hours. So, I mean, hopefully, that man's all right. But uh, I don't know if you have anything on that, Jerry. But I, I do want to talk about some actual NFL since uh, since there's not much we can do about that at this point. Yeah, I mean, first, absolutely heartbreaking watching that game. Uh, what happened to Mar Hamlin? Like, I think everybody was in shock and just you know praying for his quick recovery. Um, I know, you know, you, me, and everybody watching had never seen anything really like that. You know, they take TV commercial breaks, timeouts, and come back, and you know, players either cart it off and it's okay, and we get updates. And there was just an air about it from the broadcast booth, the field, everything that was like, this is different. This is not good. Um, and I just, you know, was hoping for his immediate health right away, but it, you know, it was horrible. Um, that yep. being said, you know, he is in the hospital, they're doing all they can. And, um, yeah, we're starting to get a little bit better updates, but yeah, there's really nothing else we can do except wait and hope he heals up. And, uh, to that point, as far as we know, um, we don't have any information on what they're doing about the current game. Uh, or what they're doing this week. But as far as we're aware at this time, they're trying to keep the rest of the Week 18 games scheduled. Um, and that's all we really know for now. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to... I think they might just have to make that a no contest. I think that's what they're going to have to do. It's, yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. But um, we were talking about it pre, pre-show. And, I mean, we were going to rank our top five teams who are going to win Super Bowl, but then we were thinking about, it's like, I think we both have the same top five and there are the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Niners. I think that's the clear cut five, uh, the five favorites. Um, but we all know, we Kerry, we've been watching the NFL 20 years now. It's been a little while and we know that prop, probably some team is going to get in there that isn't in the top five. I mean, yeah. last year it was the Bengals. Um, the year before, like the Bucks, people didn't see coming. So like someone's going to get in who's not in the top five. And we are here to figure out who that that is. I think we should just run through some of these teams, talk about it a little, and then uh, maybe we can make some picks. So I'm looking at the AFC. You've got the Chargers. Uh, the Ravens, the Jags, the Pats, the Dolphins, the Steelers. Uh, any of those teams catch your eye, Jerry? Uh, well, it's certainly not the Patriots. Let's rule them out <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, I, I agree. Take them out. Even though their defense has been playing well, I just the Mac Jones and the receiving options and just it's just not there. So, um, so we'll take the Pats out. For um, me, I think – the obvious answer is the Chargers. They're getting healthy. They have Herbert, you know, insane talent, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, the whole deal, right? That's the obvious, clear, fun answer, most reliable. You know, they can make an upset go further. But I think the most fun team uh, in the AFC that can make a run is actually the Baltimore Ravens. And I know the book on them when you get to the playoffs is they're one-dimensional. They run the ball. If you can stop the run, Lamar's not going to beat you over the top. And that is true. But that's usually after a 16 to 17 game season when Lamar's beat up. Uh, you know, and the whole Ravens team is is uh, injured. This year, Lamar's hurt right now. If he comes back, you know, even 85% healthy, um, 
I think they can make some noise in the playoffs with that defense. That defense very quietly, and I know they lost to the Steelers, um, has been holding teams uh, pretty scoreless if you look uh, over the past couple of weeks. And so they're getting hot at the right time. They're just missing their star quarterback, who by all accounts is expected to play this postseason. And so their uh, tough nose, hard nose style of football with Lamar Jackson back at the helm, I think is going to be really hard. And their kryptonite the past couple of years, the Tennessee Titans, uh, look like they're in disarray and they won't be matching up with the Ravens. So that's one one roadblock out of the way for them. Yeah, seven uh, of their last seven games, I'm looking at it right now, the schedule hasn't been super tough. They've held opponents to under 10 four of the seven weeks. Um and 13 or 16 another week, 14 another week. So uh, you're right about that defense. Uh, I just, I just don't trust Lamar coming off an injury. I just, their receiving options aren't great. So I, I, I kind of just don't trust the Ravens. Okay. Uh, Do you have another AFC team that you like to potentially make noise outside of those top three? Yeah. So it's, I'm having troubles locating one of these. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, I would say the Dolphins with Tua might be a little frisky, but he's probably not going to play. Um, they might not even get in. The Steelers, I definitely don't trust. Um, I was high on Kenny Pickett coming into the year. Yeah, uh, he's and okay. He's on, but he's, I, he's disappointed me a little bit because I was higher on him than most. Um, I just, I don't know. His, he, he's just not... The way he throws the ball, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, in college, he looked a little bit better to me. So, um, Vrabel, you can never count out. And I'm not counting him out this week against the Jags. Um, but, yeah, I think – I kind of think you just have to go with the Chargers. Like, Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler, if those guys are healthy, that's an offense that can put up some points. Yeah. Um, I don't really trust Staley, though, still. like Yeah, I, and I don't trust the Chargers – just the Chargers, just the whole as a franchise. Just, <laughs> I, so I guess I just don't really trust any of these teams. So I mean, I I'm I think it's gonna be one of these three in the AFC. If I had to say though, it's got to be the Chargers. Um, the the Jack pretty well. Um, I feel like we should talk about them. They've won four in a row, beat, beating the Titans, Cowboys, Jets, and Texans, but. Something tells me that they might lose this game again. You want to, I was going to say, let's talk just, about this Thursday night football game here. Um, I, I mean, when I first saw this matchup, Jags are hot. Titans are, you know, decimated, uh, trending down. I think they've lost seven or eight straight games. Lost six in a row. Yeah. Um, and so my initial instinct was like, all right, Jags, easy cover, whatever. And then I started thinking about this, and it's Vrabel off of a long week. They clearly did not care about that game against the Cowboys. Uh, Josh Dobbs has now had over a week to prepare for this Jags team. Mike Vrabel gets those boys motivated. Like, this is a division game. The Jags love to blow it. Um, I do believe in Trevor Lawrence, but, like, honestly, if you're going to take a flyer, Jags coming off a short week, feeling good about themselves, put the hurt on the Texans against Mike Vrabel with extra time, uh, this could be your upset of the week at two plus 230. Like, I, I don't wow. actually trust the Jags to cover the six and a half. Wow, six and a half. Yeah, I... The Titans are going to fight. They're going to get Derrick Henry the ball, um, and they're they're not. They've played in some big games. Biggest game of Trevor Lawrence's NFL career. Like same with most of those guys on the Jags. Like I'm definitely not discounting the Titans to win this game, but I think in the playoffs if they get in, they're they're probably toast. 
Um, so I, I'll say I'll go with the Chargers, but I don't really like any of these options to be honest. Sure. Um, NFC though, I think we, I, I have a few teams that I kind of like. Um, throwing out the Eagles and Niners. I mean, the Eagles have looked not great, so they kind of seem beatable. Uh, if you get them in the Niners, I mean, yeah, they've won nine in a row. Their defense looks amazing. They're playing really well. They've got McCaffrey and Kittle playing well, but they're starting a seventh round pick. Like who knows how that guy's going to play in a big moment. Um, so do you have, do you have a team in the NFC that you like? Um, no, I kind of hate all of the NFC except the Niners, but I will, I will throw it out for fun's sake, just because I think I'm going to, uh, Throw out a team here that you would never expect me to throw out. Um, and that is the New York Giants, coached by uh, Mr. Dable. And the fact that he was able to nurse this team somehow, this injury decimated team early in the season with Danny Dimes and starting quarterback who can't seem to top 200 yards passing to 9-6-1 and one, um, is commendable. Dude should win coach of the year. This team was supposed to win like five or six games. Um I mean, the talk of him getting hired from Buffalo is that he was going to turn this team around. I think he's exceeded expectations in year one. He's made it look like you have to give Daniel Jones a contract extension. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable. I think that, you know, if this Giants team gets behind, they're done. But the fact that Danny Dimes can roll out a little bit, Saquon looks healthy again after that four-week Jerry, I, stretch. I can't Defense be- is good. I mean, dude, I think they get the right matchup. They can win a game or two. It's scary to say to put my faith in the Giants. I'm going to be running against them the whole way. Let me make that especially clear. But I think they're just dangerous enough to pull off an upset or two. I I can't believe you're you're um you, you're talking about the Giants winning playoff games without mentioning that we were some of Danny Dimes' first supporters <laughs> back in uh, 2020. We when we were saying Danny Dimes is not bad. Danny, I wrote Danny Dimes to third place in my fantasy league. Yep. Uh, I'm a big Danny Dimes guy. He's been on a tear lately, too. He was 300 yards against the Vikes, ran for two touchdowns, and threw for two last weekend. Like, dude's on a tear. It, and, Jerry, I mean, it's looking like they're pretty – they're locked into the sixth seed. It's looking like Minnesota is probably going to be the three seed. Uh, we just saw those teams play. It was a good game. Yeah. So, and, and I trust Dayball second time around to have something for the Vikings. Dude, way more so, than O'Connell. I don't really trust O'Connell. Like, I mean, I know the team is, uh, but it's all one possession games. Like, they have a horrible uh, a point differential, which we all know about. I don't like. I don't think I know what Kevin O'Connell is as a coach. I know what Brian Dayball is as a coach. I know what he is as a coach is try to get the ball to Justin Jefferson and TJ yeah. Hawkins. And what do you do when that doesn't work? We just saw them get walloped by the Packers. Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we saw them get walloped by the Cowboys earlier this year too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Minnesota, I have major losing first round vibes out of Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I like your Giants pick. Them going into Philly will, would not be an easy game. That's no, but sure. it's a divisional game, which they can definitely pull off the upset. They know Jalen Hurts when he's back. They're familiar with the Eagles. I think they have all the makings of a surprise run here, which I hate. I hate that so much. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, another team. So I, I have a few teams. I, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks too. I mean, I hate to say it because I hate the cheater. I hate Brady. Uh, I want him to get. Did you also, by the way, did you see the eighty for Brady thing or whatever? Didn't look at it. Didn't watch it. I have no idea who that's for. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I don't know what. what Jerry, you got to get your boy, man. You yeah, got to get. I your listen. Boy. No answers for that. <laughs> no answers. <laughs> um, but the Bucks. I mean, they've won two in a row. 
uh, Brady and Evans reunited their connection. And I just, I just don't see Tom Brady going out easy. He's going to go down swinging. They're probably going to get Dallas at home. We've all seen. Just yeah, I love that. So many <laughs> Dallas playoff collapses. So many Mike McCarthy playoff collapses. So yeah. many Dak collapses. Like, I don't know. This just has them all the makings of the of Brady beating uh, Dallas and then going into San Francisco and playing Brock Purdy, who's a seventh round yeah. pick, and yeah. this kid's playing the greatest of all time. And <laughs> I was thinking about for the game. I was thinking about nominating the Bucks, but I thought it'd be too easy for me to take the Brady take. <laughs> but I think it's funny that I go Giants who I hate and you go Brady who you hate. So I think it worked out pretty well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Would you be surprised then, if the Giants and Niners advanced or not Niners, the Bucks advanced? I look, I wouldn't. Definitely. I would definitely not. I think both of those teams could win. Um, the 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 team that I mean, everyone's hopping on the Packers bandwagon on my team, Jerry. I'm a little apprehensive, um, but it's hard to it's hard to just throw out what they did to uh, the Vikings last week. I mean, if they play like that against the Niners, they're going to have a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just hey step one the, beat the Lions, which I think you have a good chance at just because the Lions beat you guys earlier in the season. You know, divisional games I like going one and one on, so I think the Packers will take it. The thing I am worried about is the Lions. Oh, Lions is one of the best in football running them so Aaron Rodgers might have to pull something out of his hat to win this game which we haven't really seen him do all year um something I was talking with my dad and brother about is what what would this Packers record be if Jordan Love was starting every game this year because I'm not convinced it would be worse than what it is now I'm not convinced it would be better though (laughs) like (laughs) I don't know. I think I think maybe they win yeah, a couple different I'm not, games I'm not the way, but around the same. Also, but I just listen. This yeah, team is not better Rogers. with Jordan Love, so I don't know. Though this we've seen Jordan Love. Very, no, no, no. I'm not even entertaining this. You cannot tell me this Packers team overall is going to be better than Jordan with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Dude, give me Aaron Rodgers with a broken Love. thumb. <laughs> like no. Jordan, yeah, that's the thing. When Rodgers had his broken thumb, he was really not playing well. He's starting to play a little bit better. Um, I'm just not convinced that this this Packers team is hot. I do no, think it's hold, one hold of on, the... Hold on, I think the Packers have played... I don't even know if they're hot. Yes, they've won a couple of games, but it's like they've played some bad opponents. And the, the, the Dolphins game, they were going to lose before Tua got concussed. They were not going to win that Dolphins game. That's true. Um, but they did... Their offense did play pretty well in the second half against the Dolphins, and then they came back yeah. to Lambeau and kicked the shit out of Minnesota. Yeah, that was fun to see. Um, so, like, I understand people hopping on the Packers bandwagon. I just don't think that this team is good enough to go into San Francisco and win without some really fluke things happening and then go into Philly and win and then probably go into uh, – I don't even know, maybe Dallas or Tampa and win. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't think they, they go past the first or second round, just especially with Aaron Rodgers' recent playoff history, especially him not being healthy. This isn't the most well-rounded Packers team either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really putting my faith and stock into into your team this year. Yeah, uh, but you never know. As Aaron Rodgers said, we're not dead yet. Uh, <laughs> nope. Back in week, like, nine after they beat the Cowboys and went to four and seven. Uh, Dude, he's a, he's um, a different kind of guy. He really is. Yeah. And I'm ready for, I'm ready for them to move on to Jordan love, but one last ride with the bad man. Uh, if they play in Santa Clara, 
I might have to go down and watch his last game That'd as a fun. Packer. <laughs> Aaron um, Rodgers v. Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and we'll be back. Uh, we got to get another episode in before the playoffs, breaking down the playoffs, breaking down the top five teams that we think uh, will win this thing because uh, I we do both think that there's kind of a separation after you got the Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. Um, but Gary. Anything else you want to uh, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get going here? I'm just I'm excited to watch some football this weekend. It should be a fun last week. Um, I'm hoping after everything that went on this past week that we are able to play all the games. I know that the Bills are supposed to be playing at home against my Patriots, and you know for the good of their community, the good of my team, and everybody watching. I hope the Bills kick the shit out of my team. Um, I don't know, you know that that will happen. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully, hopefully some good news on Demar Hamlin and these games getting back underway. Yeah, and uh, just one last thing: Do you see the Masters commercials going on? Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen J Rob, our boy on uh, on Twitter, saying it's too soon for Masters commercials. I said, what the hell are you talking about? Give me those in November. Like, yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for it. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 bring the Masters challenge back once again. Get that going. Uh, But for now, 2TV Sports is signing off the mic.